Hey guys, Bad Dentist here again. Um, I keep saying um every time I start. <laughs> Sorry if that's annoying. I try not to do it. Anyways, this is going to be an episode about third year dental school and kind of what to expect. Uh, third year is my favorite year. We didn't have really anything else but clinic with patients and learning procedures and whatnot. Um, I forgot to mention last time, second year towards the end in the summer, um, and right before the summer semester, we had like, uh, stab lab where you practice on each other, different injections and anesthesia and numbing and you get the picture. So you try a bunch of different things, taking impressions on each other. So you what you do with patients, you practice on each other first. Um, that's just kind of the, the way to learn, you know, you can learn so much on a mannequin, but, uh, peer to peer is so much more helpful, especially with the faculty member guiding you. And so we had to pass, um, certain procedures in sim lab before we go on to a clinic with patients. And that was pretty stressful. Like grounds and fillings and things on our mannequins had to meet certain criteria and you only have so much time to do it root canals it gets stressful but you guys can do it and it's part of the curriculum you have to pass these before working on actual patients um and then peer-to-peer stuff and third year was mostly clinic like i said with patients um it's kind of a it's kind of a rough start because you're going from a mannequin to an actual patient. So, um, summer semester of, so right at the end of second year, the summer semester for us is when we start a clinic and technically that would be second year, but you know, the fourth year is already graduated by then. So you're considered an unofficial third year. So, um, I, didn't have my upperclassman partner during the summer because he was on rotation. So at our school and most schools, they team you up with your upperclass man or woman as well. Um, that's a year ahead of you. So you're partnered with them to learn with them and they help you and you help them. Um, so mine was on rotation for the whole summer and I was by myself and that sucked. <laughs> um, it was, it was kind of crazy because you go from mannequin to patients and you're learning how to do like full exams on patients and probing and, you know, finally seeing what cavities actually look like in teeth and not on plastic teeth. And, <sighs> oh man, um, one of my first procedures that I had, like, procedures besides exams was an extraction of a, of a wisdom tooth, uh, number 16 on the upper left. So all the way in back on the top left and it was a root tip. <laughs> so that was, that was, um, very interesting for my first procedure. I, I got it out. I mean, you know, I, I knew the basics and got it out, but Oh man, that was crazy. You can imagine the stress of not having your upperclassmen there and being new to clinic 
anyways so you jump right in let's just say you just jump right in and we um also had those pediatric uh mobile clinic uh rotations that we'd have to go to and these were all over la area la county area so um somewhere in san bernardino county but you had to rotate um so you got assigned like a clinic one of these sites and you'd have a a group of seven or eight of your classmates go with you and you would work on kids, you know, for the whole day or whatever your rotation was. So, um, you know, you had to travel a lot and LA traffic sucks. Um, you know, I was about 40 ish minutes with good traffic to LA. So we would have some rotations where you'd have to drive, you know, 10 miles or so, uh, west towards LA or east, just depending where you need to go. But it doesn't matter where you go in LA, the greater LA area, because most people don't live in LA because it's too expensive. So they commute, they live outside of LA and you get that rush hour in the morning. Oh my heck. People spend hours of their lives every day in the car. So it would take, even though it was like 10 miles away, sometimes really short distance it would take like two hours to get there sometimes with traffic so if you had to be there at eight you had to leave at like six sometimes to get there you really have to rely on your i would recommend a smartphone if you have one and most people do now um with gps and you want to have like data on that because um it's going to tell you the best way to get there and you know it updates as you go but um I would wake up and really early, sometimes five in the morning, and um, I check the traffic and, and the Sig Alert. Sig Alert's an app in LA area. You can check traffic and accidents and updates too. So um, I would check all that as I get up and decide, okay, what time do I need to leave? And I keep checking. And if traffic was bad, um, I'd leave at six, even though it's only a 10 mile drive and take two hours sometimes. Um, and you have to be there on time because they're very strict on attendance and punctuality and tardiness. They're really harsh on. So, um, yeah, it was it was tough um, doing those rotations. But um, anyways, so that's what we would do. And in clinic, you know, you're you have lectures every now and then during third year, but it's not nearly the amount you had first and second year. Um, it's much lighter lectures and test wise. I mean, you still have them, but not nearly as much, which is super awesome because now you can focus on your patients, procedures you're doing, treatment, you know, lab work, which we had to do all of our own lab work. Um, we had to set our own denture teeth, um, depending on what group you're in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it it was definitely a, a different experience, but it was my favorite year because I was doing what I wanted to do for a long time. And having that summer, that first part of clinic by myself, it was hard. And I was super stressed out at first. And it was <clears throat> just difficult getting... Um, the right kind of help. I mean, we had professors and faculty in clinic. Um, 
I think there was uh, uh, what was it eight eight students to one faculty, so it wasn't terrible. It might be less than that, but um, you know you had to wait for their help and then see if you can get somebody to assist you, um, whether it be an underclassman, right, or um, uh, somebody whose patient failed to show up, or um, we had some dental assistants in our group, but. They mainly helped turn over chairs and help students clean up between patients. So they weren't really there to be your assistant unless you absolutely needed them for a little bit. Um, But I thought that helped me grow a lot because I learned real fast what not to do. And it helped me, especially for my fourth year, um, because or later on in third year as well, because some of my other classmates didn't have their, their uh, upperclassmen or big sib is what we called them, um, leave until end of third year. And they had a hard time with that. But I was like, you know, um, mine wasn't their first part of clinic. So I think you're fine. (laughs) Um, you already know what you're doing now. So you're good. Um, and third year I you have a lot more free time so I spent a lot more time at home when I was done with clinic and if we didn't have any tests or lecture things to study you don't have you don't have boards during third year I just went home and you know sometimes you finish early and you just go home and you can spend more time with your family with your kids and it's awesome um you know if you get done early enough sometimes you can go to the beach and the beach is I mean, depending on traffic, it's 40-ish minute drive, but with traffic, it could be two hours. So it just depends. Um, but it was nice having that time to myself, but also to spend with my family because the first two years, I did not see him very much. So yeah, third year, in my opinion, is the best year. And you learn a lot because you're working on patients and it's going to be humbling because you're going from mannequin to patience and nobody is like a mannequin everyone is different um you will never have an ideal situation where your your cavity is tiny and your dimensions of your prep where you have to cut the tooth for the filling is exactly ideal to what you learned in sim lab you have to extend it and make it bigger because of the cavity or you know so you, you learn how to make adjustments and um, that's, I think third year is one of the best years to learn all that because you have time. And at the time I was kind of juggling between possibly specializing. I know I wanted to learn more oral surgery for sure, um, more extractions and possibly specializing in oral surgery and I did some externships, which was totally optional. Um, in school, depending on what school you go to, and with the patients you have, some people get a lot of oral surgery and some don't. And I got a pretty good amount for the school I was at and comparing to other classmates, but I wanted more. I just didn't feel like I knew it enough and I like to do these externships so what does that mean well you look up um, oral surgery 
uh, residency programs and you have to apply for these externships and usually the minimum amount is usually a week and you can go up to a month if you really want to but because of my attendance policy at my school you had to um, either do it during your two-week breaks between semesters uh, during I think we had spring break yeah we had spring break um, sometimes during holidays so if you wanted to do it during the semester you had to get special permission from the administration office which was hard to do um, and if they gave it to you you had to make up any time you missed which I didn't want to do that so I did it during breaks um, and what you do is you look up these residencies for oral maxillofacial surgery and they have an application you have to fill out and then um, you have to get approved by them and also your school and your school has to provide liability insurance for you to do these externships so it's a long process but it's totally worth it because you learn so much more than you would at school in oral surgery procedures and um, it's all out of pocket um, you don't get paid for it you have to pay for your travels and your depending on where you go sometimes they let you stay in the hospital you know in one of the resident rooms when they're on call and you're expected to go on call with them or you have to get a hotel and pay for your airfare and whatever so um i did three of them um and i each one was only a week because of the schedule restrictions with our attendance policy but also I didn't want to spend my entire break on one of these externships so I went you know a week at a time did three of them and my first one was in Phoenix at Banner Hospital um, I think now it's partnered with uh, University of Arizona Medical School so um, but it's it's at a hospital that used to be called Banner. And um, second one was in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, at a hospital there. And then the third one was in, at Emory University's hospitals um, in Atlanta. So you can see how I did schedule those and whatnot. You had to s save a put aside some money and save up for these trips and um, apply, get permission from your school. It's a long process um, and you have to get letters or you have to get like a letter of recommendation or a couple of them from um, like an oral surgeon, faculty member or oral surgeons that you know. Just there's a lot to do. Um, but I highly recommend doing at least one because your experiences are going to be so much greater than they are in dental school for oral surgery. Um, you're going to be going to hospitals and even the oral surgery residents uh, clinic that's usually attached to the hospital and you get to see a variety of procedures and sometimes they let you do procedures you know it just depends on what program you go to and externship and what they allow you to do. So you're sitting there um, the whole week and when you go you just keep your mouth shut just like what i said with shadowing keep your mouth shut if they're okay with you asking questions you can ask questions but you just follow them do what they ask you 
Um, sometimes they'll have you assist. Sometimes they'll have you do extractions and they'll kind of guide you through harder ones. Sometimes you'll just be observing. It just depends on what's happening. So um, the ones I went to were more of the hands-on ones where they let you do things. And some of them let you do that. Some are observational only. And the ones I went to, you know, I was on call with the residents the whole week. I didn't get a ton of call though those weeks. Um, I had a couple, but, um, you know, sometimes you don't get sleep. Sometimes you get very little sleep and it's, it's a rough week because you're on your feet all day and you could, you're with the residents all day and depending on where you go, sometimes they'll have you go with the upper or the chief residents, the ones that are about to finish. Sometimes they'll have you with the first year interns and you just see a wide variety of trauma, ER stuff, um, operating room, uh, cases where they're doing Lafort osteotomies, where they're um, kind of fixing jaw relations, uh, fixing trauma of the head and neck, cancer, um, wisdom teeth, implants, surgical extractions, whatever it may be. And some of these, they're having me pull teeth bedside in a hospital on patients that had to get teeth pulled before they can go into cancer treatment or surgeries or organ donations and grafts and whatnot. So you're sitting there <laughs> pulling teeth sometimes on patients in a hospital bed. And it's, it's weird, you know, but that's part of the experience. And, you know, sometimes you're sitting in the operating room for eight or 15 hours or longer on these huge surgery cases of the head and neck and you're most of the time scrubbed in which means you have to kind of like uh, Grey's Anatomy and The Resident those TV shows where you have to wash your hands and arms and follow these really strict protocols and have somebody help you get gowned up so you're sterile and you're sitting there helping either retract or suction or sometimes they're having you um, pull teeth or or sometimes you're helping place plates and they'll do they'll put the plate in and say hey you want to put some screws in these plates or you know it whatever they have and they're willing to have you do you just say yes ma'am or yes sir or whatever and you be polite and it's it's hard if you're standing there in the operating room for eight hours or more and you're hungry and you got to take a massive leak or whatever, right? Um, you can, you can leave and do that. But, um, I mean, it's tiring. You're on your feet all day and on call and it gives you a real perspective of what that residency is. And I have high respect for those individuals that go into oral maxillofacial surgery residency and become specialists in it because it's hard. It's, it's really difficult. Um, the schedule and the amount of time that you spend is insane and it's definitely rewarding as well. So, um, but I learned a lot on how to do oral surgery and surgical extractions and learned a lot more than I would have in school. And so it's funny because I would come back to school from doing these externships and I would have some of my faculty and professors kind of in, in awe. They're like, well, how the heck did you learn how to take a tooth out like that? Um, or do it so fast or whatever. And, and I said, well, I did an externship and this is what the residents showed me and the faculty and these 
residency programs and they were just like wow um you should have some more of your classmates do those and so it, it was definitely a learning experience and it helped me grow as a provider and as a dentist um yeah and so um that was pretty much for my third year and I had a lot of family time as well. We went to the beach a lot and Disneyland and different things. Try to make up for the first two years, which I'd recommend because you're at school 24-7 almost <laughs> the first two years. And then um, I would, since I had to do my own lab work, you know, at school, a lot of schools make you do your own lab work. Um, sometimes you have to stay after um, and work on those. So um, there are some days where you you're there late pouring up models and doing wax ups and setting denture teeth and uh you know mounting models on an articulator because um, with cases especially bigger cases the faculty would want you to present it and have it all mounted and everything on an articulator and show what exactly you're doing and get approval um writing notes took forever um and the notes at our school were super long and like novels and you had to meet all the criteria before professors could swipe it to approve it right and you have to get your your codes approved for completion and all this stuff right so you have to keep on track of that like yes you have more time at home and free time but you have to stay on top of your notes, get them all approved, all your procedures approved, all your lab work approved, all your case presentation stuff approved. And you would have to go, I always went in about an hour early, so about 7 a.m., 7.30, to set up my chair for the patient, setting up barriers, getting all the instruments you need because you have to check them out at our school. We don't buy them, we lease them and um, so you have to get all your instruments, equipment, everything set up for the patient because you don't have an assistant. And if your underclassman or upperclassman, whichever, is there to help you, you know, they can help you with that. But don't expect them to do everything for you. You have to do all that. Um, so I'd show up like an hour early, about 7 a.m., set everything up. I always start getting my note filled out early, at least the template for it, um, because it took forever. And then once patients are done, I'd stay for about, let's stay for about an hour and do notes, sometimes longer. And if you get done early and you, you know, you can get done by four sometimes, awesome. You know, as long as you get your notes approved and codes, I would try and get that done before I left. Because the problem is once you get close to graduation in fourth year, or even, you know, towards the end of third year, you have to get everything approved. If you wait till the last minute, you're being you're going to be spending hours and or days trying to get this figured out. And some faculty, because you have to get it approved by the faculty you worked with, some faculty is part time. They're only there one day, two days a week, and you know sometimes they're not there every week. So you can see how hard that is to get approved. So just take the time and get all that stuff approved and done when you're there before you leave. It's way less stressful. And I had some classmates that procrastinated and they, they struggled, you know, at the end of the semester, instead of taking time off and enjoying themselves, they, they had to stress out and spend hours and days getting that stuff figured out. Um, so that's something I would definitely recommend as well. 
Um, but anyways, that's third year externships for oral surgery or other residencies I would recommend. They're not required. They're out of pocket. You have to make time for them, but you learn so much more, especially if you do like the hands-on ones, um, where you can get that experience. But that's pretty much the end of this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, next episode will be about fourth year. And I'm going to talk about applying to, I did a AEGD residency. So I'm going to talk about that uh, probably in another episode, but kind of talk about my process there um, for applying, which wasn't as hard as dental school, but it was a little stressful. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks.